morning sports fans betters and cappers and welcome to the daily competitive hedge podcast i'm your host of the show kenneth cotterell and thank you all for joining me here on this tuesday morning uh this morning show is all about sports and the world of betting we talk about the day that was in the sports world including our athlete of the day we then talk about the games coming up today what bets we like and we finish it all off with our competitive hedge parlay of the day But before we get into today's episode, it is brought to you by our sponsor, Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many, many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLB. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the Bet99 mobile app can be downloaded from the homepage of the site. Depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French and customer service is available 24-7 on live chat. So go to bet99.com and make an account to get started. Please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age to do so and it is available to people in Ontario. So Let's start with that athlete shout-out of the day, and it has to go to Andre Vasilevsky for his performance last night in Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Finals. I said that he needed to have a big day yesterday on the show. It wasn't just him. Felt like Hedman, Stamkos, Kucherov, the rest of the crew needed to be much better. But it also fell on Vasilevsky, and boy, did he deliver in a big way. It takes a special group to outshoot this Tampa Bay team. That's what this Colorado team is but it takes an even more special goalie to weather the storm and pick up a win in a much-needed Game 3. So 39 shots total. He made 37 saves. Andre delivered at home. It helps when his counterpart gives up six goals, but to only give up two to that Colorado group is huge. And so Vasilevsky obviously deserves our athlete shout-out of the day. Without him, Tampa Bay might be sitting in a much more difficult spot moving forward. So when we talk about how last night's bets went, they went really well, actually. We went 2-1 and one on the parlay. Uh, this is why we say you can bet them straight up or in the parlay. If you bet them straight up, you would have made some money last night. Tampa Bay Moneyline, they beat Colorado 6-2. to two. San Fran and Atlanta. We had San Fran Moneyline. It was a tough loss. In the 8th and ninth innings, we had two men on and one out did the Giants, and they were unable to convert. And then they gave up a two-out single uh, to lose the game two to one. So that was a tough one. Yankees raise under six and a half. We also cashed four to two as the final there. A ton of K's on both sides, as we predicted. When it comes to the player prop side of thing last night, five and one last night on player props, we were we got Kemper under 27 and a half saves, right? Corey Perry over 0.5 points. Reynolds over one and a half bases. 
McClanahan over seven and a half Ks and Webb over six and a half Ks. The lone loss for the evening was Yelich over one and a half bases. But nonetheless, five in one day, super excited about it and looking to build on that on this Tuesday. So let's talk about the day that was recap with that NHL game. Tampa Bay wins six to two. They looked like they were going to be minus 110, but ended up minus 125 before puck drop. Uh, the shots were 39 to 32 in favor of Colorado, but Tampa Bay, what they finally did was they got physical with them. 40 to 27 were the hits in favor of the Tampa Bay Lightning. As we said, Vasilevsky, 37 saves, but Stamkos, Maroon, and Pae, they all had a goal and an assist. You had Corey Perry, Sorelli, and Paul all score. And then you had Kucherov and Hedman both have two assists. The lone tough spot for this group has to be the fact that Kucherov got hurt late in the third period. The extent of that injury is still unknown. So you're going to have to monitor that over the next couple days to see whether or not he's going to go. That would be a massive loss. Considering Braden Point already got ruled out for game three, uh, it's why we love that Corey Perry point line because he got to move up onto the power play unit. Colorado, they had two goals. Kemper gave up five goals on 17 shots, got chased really early. And then you had Frank Kuz gave up just one goal on 10 shots. I still stand by the fact I don't think Kemper can get it done. I would go to Frank Kuz if I were them, but I would assume that Kemper is going to be rolled out for game four as well. Landis Cog scored both their goals and Makar and Rantanen assisted on both of them as well. So good night for that line. Unfortunately, six to two was the final game four will be in Tampa Bay in a couple days time. And so keep an eye out for that game. MLB lines. We're going to go a little bit more in depth today as we now are at that point of the year where it's just a lot of MLB. And so I, uh, we had the Mets six to nothing yesterday over the Miami Marlins. David Peterson with five and a third inning pitched. He had seven Ks. They got Eduardo Escobar with three RBIs yesterday. He led the way on the batting side. Trevor Rogers pitched a good game. Five innings pitched, seven Ks with the three earned runs. He just had no run support. We had the Pirates 12 to one over the Cubs yesterday. The blowout of the day. JT Brubaker, I mean, he had... 5Ks over six innings pitched. Caleb Killian only went two and a third innings with 3Ks and five earned runs. You had O'Neill and Cruz with four RBIs each, so they led the way on the batting side. We talked about the Yankees and Rays. It was four to two Yankees, but Garrett Cole with 12Ks. He had a no-hitter going through seven before it was broken up, so they had Juan D. Peralta with the W late on in the game. Rizzo hit a dinger as well for the Yankees, whereas McClanahan had eight Ks of his own and didn't pick up the loss. That one gets attributed to Jason Adams. Boston, my Boston Red Sox win five to two over the Detroit Tigers. Josh Winkowski, six and two thirds innings pitched with just two Ks. Tanner Hook, he picks up the save. On the Detroit side, Alex Fado with four and a third innings pitched and two Ks on the night. Then we had that Atlanta and San Fran game, as we said, Heartbreaker for us. Max Freed, seven innings pitched, eight Ks. Kenley Jansen picks up the win with three Ks coming in for what looked like was going to be a save, but ends up a win. Orlando Arcia, he had that single, two out single in the ninth, bottom of the ninth to break our heart. Logan Webb, seven innings pitched, seven Ks on the San Fran side. Having Logan Webb in fantasy, not too upset with that result. 
Milwaukee two to nothing over the Cardinals. Corbin Burns seven innings pitched and ten Ks. Josh Hader picks up the save for the Brewers as well. Miles Mikolas six and a third innings pitched with just three Ks. Once again, got no run support there from his team. Then you had the White Sox eight to seven over the Jays yesterday. This is one that I know a lot of people were on the Jays. Unfortunately, they were unable to deliver. Lance Lynn five innings pitched, five Ks. Joe Kelly picks up the save, but they got three home runs yesterday. One from Andrew Vaughn, one from Luis Robert, and one from Josh Harrison. On the Toronto side, Jose Barrios, four innings pitched in 1K. Uh, Romel Tapia and Kevin Biggio also hit home runs yesterday. So if you had them on your fantasy teams, you got to at least be excited about that. Then you had the Royals, 6-2 to two over the Angels. Chris Bubik, six innings pitched, seven Ks. Ben Attendee, Dozier, and Salvador Perez, once again on my fantasy team, all hit home runs yesterday. So excited to see that result for KC. The Angels had Noah Syndergaard go seven and a third innings pitched with five Ks as well. So a a quality start in most fantasy baseball leagues if you have Thor, which you should. And then to cap it all off, Padres win four to one over the Diamondbacks. Hugh Darvish, seven innings pitched, five Ks. Taylor Rogers picks up the save there. Cronenworth and Grisham both went yard in that game. And then for Arizona, Zach Davies with six innings pitched with just three Ks on the night. Now, when we're talking other news in sports yesterday, the highly sought after hockey free agent, Andre Kuzmenko, he signs with the Vancouver Canucks yesterday. The 26-year-old probably could have got paid more if it wasn't for his age, but on a one-year deal, he makes 925K. He cannot officially sign that contract until July 13th. Met with the Oilers and a couple American teams, but ultimately decided on Vancouver. Vancouver coming off a tough season once again, a group that is looking to uh, to grow as they're very young. And so Kuzmenko will definitely help with that moving forward. A great pickup for Vancouver. Kyrie Irving, apparently he's undecided on his future ahead of the player option deadline. That pops up on June 29th, my birthday. So to accept his $36.9 million player option, he's still mulling it over. If he decides not to sign it, he becomes a free agent. That means teams like the Lakers, Clippers, and Knicks, as well as other teams are rumored if he does not sign that. I will say once again, it drives me nuts that it's always the LA teams in New York. It's almost like the media markets are there. I think the only real team out of those three that would pursue him would be the Knicks, but we'll have to wait and see. The off the court stuff concerns me a bit. Obviously not going to get into his vaccination status or anything like that, but the on court is always impressive when he is out there. He is one of the best players in the league, one of the best ball handlers and finishers around the rim for a guard in NBA history. So uh, we'll have to wait and see if Kyrie decides whether he wants to go back to Brooklyn for another year or whether he's out. P.J. Tucker also declined his $7.4 million player option to remain with the Heat. There's a ton of teams that are rumored to want this guy. Several championship contenders. That's what P.J.'s out there to want to win at this juncture of his career. I'd love to see him in Dallas from a defensive perspective. Phoenix is another team that could really use his services. But I think there's a chance he could go back to Milwaukee where he won a title with them just a couple years ago. Return and play with Giannis would not be a bad decision And then the Dallas Stars named Peter DeBoer as their new head coach. Four-year, four million per year. He was just fired by the Vegas Golden Knights. Once again, another team hiring another field coach. 
Once again, wish they would go more off the board, but I do think DeBoer is okay for Dallas moving forward. So they have their bench boss for the next little while. Now let's talk about big games on the slate today. We finally got some WNBA back today, which I'm excited to see. We got the Dallas Wings, who are 8-8, eight eight, taking on the Atlanta Dream at 7-8. Arika Bungawale taking on Rin Howard and Cheyenne Parker. That should be a fun one in the earlier games of the WNBA. Then we've got the Minnesota Lynx, who are 3-13, coming off a nail-biting loss to the Vegas Aces, showing that even when you're at the bottom of the standings, you can compete with some of the best teams. The Phoenix Mercury, they're sitting at 6-10 and 10 as well. They're struggling without Brittany Griner, who unfortunately is still in Russia. Hopefully, we can get her back on the court soon. Sylvia Fowles for Minnesota and Skylar Diggins-Smith on Phoenix are a couple players to keep an eye out for. Then you got the Chicago Sky, who are 10-5, and five, taking on the Vegas Aces at 13-2, and two, my Vegas Aces. This is definitely the game to watch tonight. You got Candace Parker for Chicago taking on Aja Wilson and Kelsey Plum. This is a loaded Vegas team, but Chicago are the defending champions. So this is a must watch in the later slate. And then the other late game is Washington, who are 11 and 7, taking on the LA Sparks at 5 and 9. You got Ariel Atkins and Elena Deladon for the Mystics. And then you got Liz Cambage and Jordan Canada on the other side for. Uh, the LA Sparks. As far as uh, MLB goes tonight, the game to watch tonight, I think, is that Toronto and Chicago White Sox game. You look at last night, it was 8-7, to seven, and you got a couple of good pitchers going today. Toronto's got Kevin Gossman going. He's 5-6 and six on the year, but he's got a 3.21 ERA. He's taken on Dylan Cease for the White Sox, who's 5-3 and three with a 2.91 ERA. Uh, as I said, exciting game last night, expecting another one tonight between these two teams. So those are the games to keep an eye out for. Now, from a betting perspective, the game that we're leaning, but we're waiting on until it's a little bit closer to uh, first pitch and ultimately a decision on who both the starters are is the St. Louis Cardinals and the Milwaukee Brewers. Again, I love this line. I think Flaherty going for the Cardinals is big and the Brewers, it looks like are going to be going with Aaron Ashby. We'll have to wait and see a little bit closer to confirm that that is going to be the case. But as of right now, the cards are minus 145, and I kind of like the Brewers for the upset. Um, if it doesn't end up being Ashby, then it could end up being Chichi Gonzalez. If it's Gonzalez, then I'm just going to fade this game altogether. Once again, why you wait a little bit later on. Obviously, with us being a morning show, we get the early betting lines, and a lot of things can change. So we tend to lean more towards the lines that have more sure things moving forward. But that's definitely our thoughts as far as the game line that we're leaning but waiting on. Even the Angels and Royals is another one that we're kind of just waiting on a little bit. Angels right now are minus 160. Detmer's going for the Angels and Heasley going for the Royals. Uh, hoping that that minus 160 comes down, maybe closer to minus 150, but we will wait a little bit later on. If it doesn't, we might just fade the game altogether. Now, when it comes to our player prop lines, this is why you got to go and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We put out our daily betting player prop lines on our social media accounts. If you did yesterday, you could have cashed Corey Perry, who is plus 151 winner, as well as a variety of other plays. You would have been profitable on the player prop side if you just go and follow us at CompHedgePod on all social platforms. Definitely want don't want to miss out on those plays. 
But let's cap it off today with our competitive lay of the day. This is our daily three-team parlay. No odds worse than minus 150 here. Only looking to put out winners. Uh, As we said, you can bet them straight up. You can bet them in a parlay. We recommend both uh, just to ensure that you're up some money. Over the last four days, we're nine and three. We only had the one parlay cash, but when you're constantly going two and one, you definitely want to be betting them straight up so you can get some value out of it. But let's start with the Dallas and Atlanta game in the WNBA. I'm going under 164 and a half at minus 115. Dallas loves to play slow. They're ninth in the WNBA in pace. They're also 11th in field goal percentage, so they don't shoot a high percentage by any stretch of the imagination. You've also got Atlanta, who are 12th in offensive ratings, so they're not great offensively. So I don't expect both these teams to go over 80 points. I think there's a possibility this finishes 82 to 76 range. And so I really like the under 164 and a half at minus 115. Then we have the White Sox money line versus the Toronto Blue Jays at plus 110. I love Dylan Cease going for the White Sox with his 2.91 ERA. They're at home. They just won yesterday. I think Gossman's good, but I do like the home dog today at plus 110. Even calling them a home dog is is a bit generous. I mean, it might as well be a straight up pick them for this game. The Jays started at minus 130 and it's remained there. So I think they're staying pretty steady with this line. I like the plus 110, so roll with the White Sox. And then to cap it off, the Vegas Aces and the Chicago Sky over 174.5 at minus 115. Might sound like a bit of a steep line, but Vegas are an absolute unit scoring the ball. Uh, I think that they're going to score 90-plus points in this game. Uh, Might even cross 100 points. They've done that on a couple of occasions this year, which means that we're just looking for Chicago to hold their own. Get into the 80-point range as well. Definitely think that's possible with this group. Uh, Chicago, as I said, they're the defending champs. And so I really like them to show up in a big way today. They're fourth in field goal percentage, fifth in three-point percentage. And when we're talking offensive rating, we got first versus third today, thus the higher line. Uh, So I think that this has shootout potential in the WNBA. Now, if you roll with these three plays, the odds are plus 634. I definitely love that play. The alternate play that we'd be looking at would be KC and LA over nine at plus 100. You got Heasley and Detmers. Neither are great pitchers. And so that's what we would like moving forward. And breaking news on the show before we go off the air, Brooks Kepka reportedly the latest player to leave the PGA Tour for the Live Golf League. He said he was tired about, of talking about it at the U.S. Open. Maybe it's because he had plans to join it following that major So huge news on that front. Another major player leaving to go to this alternate golf league, probably getting paid upwards of $100 million would be my guess, given how some of these other guys have been played. Guys choosing money over competition, taking care of their family over their career, completely up to them. Uh, Obviously, we know where that money comes from, but Kepka leaving for the Live Golf League. But thanks, everyone, who tuned into our live show. We go live every weekday morning at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time and on weekends at 11 a.m. Eastern Time as well. Weekends is when we go a bit more in depth. We're going to start talking more about NFL fantasy football leading into the season and a lot of other great stuff. So thank you, everyone, who tuned in. Tomorrow, we're going to have our full golf preview for this week's event as well. 
So it'll be a great episode tomorrow with the Travelers Championship coming up. And we'll see you tomorrow for the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast.